This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA live cast. This baby formula shortage has gone far enough. Our very own Rabah has decided to step in and offer his very own artisan now breast milk to all the hungry babies out there. I hope you like your breast milk frothy. Our IP live cast starts now. My breast milk isn't naturally frothy. You got to get one of those froth wands to get it all frothy. So you don't froth for them? They have to do that once they receive the product? I mean, I, I can, if, if, but like I wouldn't insist on it if they Does it cost extra i wouldn't charge i i want the babies of america to eat and if i could provide them with nutrition i will do so because i am a good person (laughs) and i am pro-abortion well that's the best thing of all just don't have them in the first place and then they don't have to eat and we've solved the problem they don't have to drink rob's breast milk a fate Welcome worse to- than death, some might say. <laughs> Welcome to RIP Cast. It's Rob. My breasts are in my shirt, and they are not lactating. Here with Sid. Hello. And Darren. Hi. Rob, uh, I don't know if I believe you that they're not lactating. Can we see? Yeah. Look. Pixar no, didn't happen. There's no milk coming You're out You're wearing of a white shirt. shirt. Curiously yeah, chosen. So wouldn't it... Wouldn't it seep through what does that mean white shirt like if i'm wearing a black shirt you would see it better yeah it's whip them out saturday rob let's see them i don't feel like it right now but Uh maybe maybe if we get a call i might be i might consider it 213 wide nut is the number that's 213-943-3688 that's a teaser and a teat stir (laughs) teat stir uh I'm a little hungover this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I hydrated. I had breakfast. I'm just moving a little slow. But I went to a, a concert. Last. I went to two concerts this week, in fact. Who am I? It is like it's 1999 all over again. I went and I saw the Deftones and uh, Gojira earlier in the week. And then last night I saw Slipknot and Cypress Hill, which was very fun. Uh, I'll talk about the Deftone show first for a second. The show was at Pier 17. For any of of our New York audience, uh, it's basically if you're on the highway in the city, the FDR, and you see a very lit up tiny building right before the Brooklyn Bridge, you're like, what the hell is that? That's Pier 17. (laughs) It's a nice rooftop venue and like the... Under it is they basically made like a food court kind of mall, like a mall of fancy restaurants. Like there's a fancy Momofuku and whatever. And honestly, it is the coolest place to see a concert in New York City because, and this is not hyperbole, because the stage, uh, like the backdrop to the stage is the Brooklyn Bridge. It's a beautiful day outside. I mean, the conditions have to be right weather-wise, of course. But uh, like it was insane, like the sunset and then... When it was dark and Deftones were playing, you kind of see the cars passing on the bridge and they're illuminating. And it's it's just, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. <laughs> I'm a like revelation. loving it. Yeah, this is, it was great. It, it was the first time that I was just like, I want to come back and see shows specifically at this venue. And I looked up like whatever shows there were at the venue just to see if there was 
any other reason to come back, and, mm-hmm. and there are. Screwdriver. Gonna, gonna, you're going to be seeing oh, them no. next week. Right? I, think, I think they've they've broken up, and they, they might be – They I don't think they could fill up uh, Pier 17. It's a big venue. But Blondie Sad. is playing later this oh, summer, and Blondie. I think I'm going to go to see that. So that should be really fun. Screwdriver uh, likes blonde people, so that's – Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> they a good probably, point. May, may, they might be in the crowd. Yeah. I think the lead uh, singer of Screwdriver is dead, but the rest of them. Perhaps the rhythm Rest section. Piss. Sad. Uh, <laughs> Very sad. Knew him well. Knew him well. Oh, did Trump give him a shout out? <laughs> uh, oh, we're getting to that later on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that. But he uh, gave a shout out to someone that he knew very well. Apparently, mm-hmm. big fan. Big fan. Uh, fan. El Dorito asks about the venue, Pier 17. It was hanging over the Hudson River. Sounds <laughs> dangerous. Uh, it was not dangerous at all. There's, I mean, there's barriers. I don't know. It was. You can't fall over, I don't think. And and also, Dudorino, look who you're talking to. If the, if the barrier were to break and Rob fell into the river, he could just shimmy his way among the calamari <laughs> and the uh, all the other a- animal uh, life in the ocean. He's this is where he lives, basically. Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, my the my base layer of skin might be burnt off by all the acid in the Hudson River, but I would make it back to shore, no problem. True. Fair. Uh, point. Also. Also, big shout out to security at Pier 17 for not giving a shit about my my joints. Not giving a shit about any of the joints. It was a, quite a smoke out. And, and you know, I, I have to give credit to my fellow potheads. We all together decided to create a smoke spot. And it was at like the most furthest away from the rest of the crowd ever all the potheads are trying to be considerate and contain their pot smoke to one little area now i have a question uh, ed forgive me if this may be a naive question i apologize in advance i haven't smoked weed in probably over 15 years i'm not in touch with the culture i have nothing against weed mm-hmm. or anything uh I have trouble following, like, where and when it's okay. Like, isn't it legal? Like, why do you have to have a smoke spot? Yeah, I, I was going to ask the same thing. I thought, like, the security just isn't allowed to give a shit anymore. Right. Like, not that it was uh, a uh, Well, no, it's not that they're they're totally allowed. Like, for example, at Barclays Center, uh, which is where the venue concert was yesterday, they were confiscating lighters. So venues might still not want you to smoke inside of them. Well, I guess it depends if it's an indoor or an outdoor venue, maybe. Does that... Uh, some venues are, are more hard asses about it than others. I would so say. they just say, basically, people are going to show they may not all want weed smoke in their face. So even though it's legal, they're regulated. There were, to be clear, there was no rule that you had to go to the side to smoke pot. Right, all the that. potheads were just being considerate. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so that was it. Well, this I mean, is I the guess thing. there might have been pot smokers in the middle of the pit, but I always feel weird when I'm doing that uh, just because it's like I'm blowing smoke at all these people's faces that didn't sign up for it. You know? are, are you? You're very tall. Can't you just like aim it up and then it's in the sky? I guess I could, uh, it'll just loop back. It, it, it doesn't. I guess. I'm not that big of a dragon. <laughs> with my, with my f- fire breathing. But uh, to be fair, this was like a lot of these people were in the first stage of weed before the gateway goats to meth when they b- develop a bad attitude. So that's why they were happy to go to the side. But give them a few weeks, they'll probably be 
horrible people. That's oh, well, that's does. the thing. The meth heads were doing it all in the middle of the fucking mosh pit. They were so considerate. Uh, it was very it sucks, rude. man. The former <laughs> potheads, of course, because that's what happens with weed. <laughs> yeah. Weird, though. You know, I've been smoking pot for uh, about 20 years now. I haven't tried meth yet. That's just what a meth head would say, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they lie a lot. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so speaking of pot, uh, you know, yesterday I went to see Cypress Hill and Slipknot and, uh, the band horror opened up and I was very upset because I only caught the last two songs of horror because they, um, they lied to me. They being the venue, I, I saw the doors were at six 30 and they said the show starts one hour after doors open. I planned to get there at 7.30, got there at 7, and they were just about done. What? <laughs> so they started at 6.30, which was bullshit. That's fucking weird. Uh, but the two songs that I saw sounded very, very good, and they sound great. And the Slipknot audience was very confused, and it was wonderful. I mean, they, some people were into it. This is that group I think I mentioned to you guys where I went to see them. This was a few years ago I mentioned. This was back in the Christina days even. Uh, and I felt very old because the crowd was like really into them. And I kind of didn't get it at first. And then I did get it. And then I realized it wasn't for me. You know, all that. Because they kind of do the blend of hip hop and, and hardcore. Some of it isn't my style, but some of it I do dig. Sound like when you were dating women. What? You kind of didn't get it. You got it, but it wasn't for you. <laughs> oh, he got it. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Cypress Hill played. And like I mentioned, uh, security was confiscating lighters. Here's the trick to not get your lighter confiscated. When you get to the metal detector, don't take your lighter out. No. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Don't take your lighter. Most of the time, you'll get through. Uh, and uh, what if you bring matches instead? You could do that. That's another. That's a great backup. I, I always have matches as backup. Uh, you never know. But it's and when you when you little... start strike a match and you set someone on fire, they can just jump into the Hudson River. Rob strikes a match and Darren catches fire. That's what. Happens. Well, no, this, this is <laughs> every weekend. This motherfucker. <laughs> this is now Barclay Center. I, I'm on my eighth day. skin graft now. <laughs> Uh, so I was kind of like, when Cypress still started, I was, I was a little, like, I, I held back a lot. I was like, let me let other people light up their weed that they smuggled in and see how security reacts. You know, during the earlier set, security was walking around the pit, which I found surprising. I don't usually see them do that. It was probably it was fairly good... empty now at that point. Yes, it was much emptier. So they're not going to uh, walk around the pit when... The fans are packed in there. They know. Well, that. that I wasn't sure. Well, the good news is security was not stopping anyone from smoking weed, and it was a wonderful time. Uh, being amongst, it, like, it's the only time that weed culture does not feel cringy to me is when I'm watching Cypress Hill. <laughs> like, they're allowed, uh, and and it, and it was such a great celebration of marijuana. And unfortunately, Sendog was not there. Mm. Yeah, I was what's very upset. He Ill. apparently is hospitalized. He has some sort of illness, undisclosed, non-COVID related illness that he or injury that he is dealing with. They're not they're trying not to uh uh you know disclose. That they didn't me say out anything at the show. 
they didn't say they they just said he was in the hospital that we want to send him good vibes and like at the end of the show we took a photo and like they were like hey everybody you know can you just say you know get well send dog on three and we all said it what with pleasure that? because he's a great yeah. guy and i have like it was an amazing show seeing cypress hill but obviously without send dog it was absolutely not the same uh because like he is such a great hype man and who you know, did his parts nobody they just had uh the dj would kind of play them as a backing track or okay. the dj and the drummer uh, uh eric boba would uh would just kind of fill fill in the the hype ups uh and you know i didn't really i never i mean obviously you know i've been a cypress hill fan for over 20 years now and i don't know like it didn't hit me how gangsta the lyrics are not that i didn't know that they were but like when i was just there and you know they have a lot of sing-alongs and some of the things they get you to shout back at them it's like what am i saying i've never felt more white (laughs) (laughs) singing back like shouting back cypress hill uh lyrics how many shout out the n-word i was just gonna well i was just gonna get to that because i caught myself there there is one part in Hand on the Pump, which is which is my song for the live cast music break this week. Sawed off shotgun, hand on the pump. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. Sip it out of 40. Pour on a pump. Something, something, something. And then the parts of the crowd is you Edward Edward's getting jump. shot no, or getting jump. jumped. Edward didn't and, jump. and, I, and I, I was like, I was I was with it the whole time. And then it got done. I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying this part. <laughs> That's a big uh, debate, I feel like, in the black community is whether white people can sing along to an established song that they know or not. Because I've heard both sides of this expressed from both from people who have a a right to talk about this, excluding what white people think, Mm because who cares? But I've heard it in my anecdotal experience. It's like 50 50, I would say. Like some black people are like, it's a fucking song. Like it doesn't matter. It's a song. Other people are like, no, never, not even once. I've only mostly heard that, that take, that side. I think it's both make sense to me. I think both sides make sense to me. And I don't have really. My old thing is if the artist is inviting it, I think it's fine. But I I say this as a white person who has no right to speak. But, have a but, right to speak, uh, but your opinion is outweighed, obviously, by by black people. Yeah, yeah, average. but like I'm not saying it. I, you know, I don't feel comfortable. But uh, also, just like, uh, I forget. Let me look up the set. Just the err on the side of caution of not yeah. saying it. Like, if I'm sure if someone was yeah. at a concert and they were lost in a moment and they just sang along with the Cypress Hill lyric and they said the N word. That's not really the worst offense in the world, but it's better not to just just don't do it. And then just you know, like the the chant along at the end of that song is pop pop. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just fun. I love it. I mean, it was it was so fun. like he's such a good frontman. Be real, uh, he really did a great job of of trying to like it. It wasn't the same without Send Dog, but it was still an incredible experience. Can the, the, I would go their new that. DJ that they had was really good. He did like a short 15 minute set right beforehand, right before they went on. Like they started like 10 minutes earlier or whatever. And uh, it was really cool because it was almost like a history of New York hip hop kind of kind of jam. Like he blasted Biggie and ODB and, you know, like all all the good stuff. 
Uh, and then he played the riff from Enter Sandman, but he scratched it up. Mm. And it was the and first Mariana time. Rivera came out. Oh. It was lines. the first time Ooh. in like ten years that I actually enjoyed listening to Enter Sandman. Oh. <laughs> because it was it was actually a new spin on it. That wasn't included on the uh, Metallica eighty-five versions of oh, their yeah. song album. The one interesting version, and they didn't even <laughs> that was it. I wanted to also point out that newer listeners may not know that we interviewed uh, Send Dog and his new side project and his bandmate. And uh, yes, that uh, that is actually on episode 420. Is that right? Oh, that's right. Show. I totally yeah. forgot that it worked out that way. That's and one of my all-time favorite episodes. That was the first time that uh, it didn't hit me how starstruck I was until the interview started. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's such a shit. This he's got a presence. Well, first of all, people should know we used to do this as an audio podcast only. And he was there in person. The whole His whole band was there. Uh, he just commands a room, man. Like he barely, even when he's not saying anything, he just got an aura. That guy. And we'll be yeah. posting pictures and links to that episode later this week. But we'll wait until Send Dog dies, and then oh. we'll do it to coincide. Oh, no, come on, Sid. That's that's inappropriate. Am I wrong? Yes. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So you're so, so well, that's not nice. So if three days from now Send Dog passes away, we will not post the link to that episode. You're saying no, no. All right. Now we won't because you jinxed it. You fucked it up. Sorry, Sid. I said the quiet part loud. Is that what happened? <laughs> disgusting. What's disgusting? The live cast curse is a real thing. Well, he, that I mean, that, that was like five it's years ago, though. Is it it's, still it, a curse? It, it, at any point, if he dies of old age, at the ripe old age of 93, we're still to blame. But everybody dies. I suppose. I don't know that for certain. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, one other thing I want to mention about. Well, two things. First of all, Cypress still have a song called Pigs, mm. which is, uh, believe it or not, about police officers. Can't believe it. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's it? they did a nice little remix of it. So they used the beat from the classic KRS one song, Sound of the Police, mm. and, and the hook. And then they did their rap over it. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, also. I didn't realize, but I mean, I did realize, but uh, in that song, uh, Be Real drops the F-bomb, and I'm not talking about fuck. Oh. Calls one of the I pigs mean, a gay slur, which is I mean. It's surprising that was like yeah. in every rap song of that era. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Rob has now an opportunity to weigh in on this as the oh, black yeah. people weigh in on the N-word debate. So can a white person say that F-word in a song if it's a song lyric? Do you mean a, a straight person? A, a straight person. <laughs> well, I, was, I mixed them up because I was uh, talking about both in the same. Uh, place, well, I, I wait. Wait, can a white person say it? <laughs> uh, I, I am of the belief that uh, straight people shouldn't say faggot, uh, and I think I think it's fine when gay people call each other faggot as a term of endearment, uh, but. No, which isn't to say that like I was ready to walk out at this concert. I'm not like I don't get stuffy. I about understand. It. Well, uh, you, but... so how about this? Do you think I've heard this same? Also, argument. I'm not even sure if he actually said it during the live performance. No. I just know in listening back, I, I don't. I don't remember hearing it explicitly. Oh, I are you sure say... it was even in the song, or is it, was it just people in your in section yelling it at you? Were you time that he didn't realize? <laughs> I was not oh. a crime. Okay. I was in the I was in the pit. But I've Sorry, heard I've I've heard um now I forgot my train of thought now. <laughs> it's gone. 
I'll, I'll, th- I'll let you know if I remember. Okay. Well, I, I bring this up because interestingly, in Insane in the Membrane, you know, in the hook, it's like because an N word like me is going insane. He changed that to a homie like me is going insane. So he would not refer to himself as the N word. But in a in in one of those other songs, oh, in a Hand on the Pump, he did. He did. Re- he referred to people he was shooting or jumping rather as the N word. Well, they're not his homies. Right. Yeah. That's I, re- I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, I've heard um, black people sometimes say that they that other that criticize other black people for saying the N word because it by them be saying it freely. It makes white people feel they can do it mm-hmm. uh, freely. So do you think that about the F uh, word for gay people? Like maybe I don't. If, if gay people say it to each other, do you think that allows like what like uh, assist straight people to do it? Well, look, I feel like if you have a close enough kinship with a straight person, mm-hmm. and they call you a faggot, mm-hmm. and you're okay with it, that's fine. Like another gay person <laughs> can't come up and be like you can't say that. Like it's right. like their relationship. You can't. So Rob, are you, it, by saying that, are you granting Darren and I permission to call you that? <laughs> No, <laughs> you well, we're not close enough to him. You know, we don't have that close enough of a kitchen. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I, I mean, One like, day. I don't speak. I don't speak for I can't speak for an entire community, but uh, just for your me personally, I'm asking. That's for me personally, I, 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 I think it's like if if you're, you know, if you know the person doesn't mean it hatefully. What if the Iron Sheiks called you that? Would you be because uh, he uses that word a lot? Would you be okay with that? But he, he uses it as a pejorative. But you know he loved. But he calls like Nikolai a cheap Jew Russia. But he loves him. Like would you? If it was no, the but same... like when he uses fag, he uses it when he's like knocking people. So no, I wouldn't. I. But to be clear, when he was saying that, it was funny to me. It wasn't like. <laughs> It wasn't like I, you know, I was here to cancel Iron Sheik, but I feel it is inappropriate. I, I, I agree, but I think that things like that are part of the humor is how outdated they are. Like you know, when I hear Iron Sheik saying that, I laugh, and I'm not laughing at like the butt of the joke isn't gay people for being slurred. It's how stupid he is. You know what I mean? That he's still. Yeah, but that's it's a very nuanced. I agree. Well, that's <laughs> why I don't. When I but do also, the impression, I don't say that word anymore. But I still think you know what I mean. Like, well, I also that, he doesn't say it anymore. He hasn't said it in a really long time. So, but who's Iron really Sheik talking has, about has hashtag grown as well. <laughs> uh, but Cypress Hill were incredible, and Slipknot put on a wonderful performance. It was it was great theater. The bassist has a flamethrower bass, like in Mad Max. It's pretty nice. Okay. It was fun. So they took Corey away t- lighters, but he's allowed to have a fucking flamethrower? <laughs> yeah, he was lighting <laughs> everyone's joints unfair. up. Unfair. <laughs> what are they, fucking guar? Uh, it was more Rammstein than guar, I would say. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, Does he take out a giant prosthetic penis and shoot weed into the audience? Like, what is <laughs> oh, my God. That was during the Cypress Hill set. <laughs> oh, one more thing I want to uh, say about Be Real I was blown. First of all, there is a designated smoke break. Like there was a point where they're like, now's the time to get out your joints, fat folks. Let's smoke some weed. And there's like the, their medley of explicitly pot songs. Like I want to get high and, and, you know, hits from the bomb. It's so funny that they have enough to make a medley. <laughs> uh, and then like roll it up, light it up, soak it up. And uh, 
I was so impressed because at one point I took like I inhaled uh, and, you know, there was a hook that is very catchy. And I, I like started singing and forgetting that I inhaled and I just coughed up <sighs> my entire inhale like like a doofus. Meanwhile, be real fucking inhales, says like two bars and then exhaled this massive hit like it was nothing. And I was well, like, he does this every night. He's a professional. This guy's lung control is so impressive. Uh, so definitely go see Cypress Hill and Slipknot if they're coming to your town. I think it's only on the East Coast, this half of the tour. Uh, Dudorino writes, who do you think won the versus, Cypress Hill or Onyx? Uh, I didn't see this. I, I like, uh, do you guys know about this versus show? I know it's about this- it, but I haven't watched them. Yeah, I keep hearing about it. I do want to see it, but I don't necessarily want to pay for it because it's a pay-per-view event where they invite two hip-hop groups or artists to have a a rap battle, right? And then, like, the crowd votes. Typically, my experience with Versus is when Deezus and Mero make fun of it, like, a couple days after it airs. So I just Mm -hmm. get it from them, but they haven't done that in quite some time. So I didn't realize it was still going on, unless that's an old one. I bet it's because they're so protective of the the footage that they they might have gotten like cease and desists or something about that. You know? mm, maybe, but I'd have to think that Cypress Hill would beat Onyx in one of those. Onyx, like Cypress Hill, is a band with like an actual catalog. Onyx is just the guys that did that song Slam, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. And also, Not Onyx bad. was kind of a gimmick act. Like they were yeah. just the guys that screamed like mm-hmm. cra- like uh, made crazy faces and stuff. Like DOS effects. Did I mention that I went to high school with one of the guys from Onyx? I think I may have said I don't that. Know. Yeah, I. Did. I mean, I. I wasn't like his buddy or anything, but I. I knew of him, and he was all. He was like the uh, the weed guy. Basically, there was like that. I'm so old that I went to high school before weed was like a big black community thing. Like it was sort of what the white hippie kids did, you know, mm. and it was nerdy. And it was just starting to, it's, I guess this was like before The Chronic came out, which was like the number one thing that shifted weed culture, I would say. If you would agree with that, I don't know. But uh, th- yeah, so he was just like always smoking with the white kids and stuff and like under the grandstands and very nice guy. Always talked about having a rap career and most of the people were like, yeah, whatever, the fuck out of here. And then one day he was just on MTV. Which or Onyx guy is Sticky it? Fingers. Oh, wow. The most yeah. famous one. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is he the most famous one? Hey, he's the only one whose name I would have instantly recognized as being a guy from Onyx. Where are the I other thought, ones? I thought the other guy was the one that went into movies and stuff. The little, the shorter one. Isn't that Sticky Fingers? No. Well, maybe I'm mixing their rap names up. Hold on. I was, up. I, the one that went to school with me was the tall one. The taller one, not the the little uh, the little guy. Fredro Star and Sticky Fingers. Yeah, Fredro Star is definitely the little guy. Yeah, the, so Sticky Fingers was the one, definitely the, the taller guy, the one that I uh, knew. Well, didn't really know. I can't say he was like my friend. Oh, so anything. maybe he was a I've cool guy. Had them mixed up all this time. Yeah, Fredro's the little guy for sure. Oh, okay. So yeah, then I did have them mixed up. Shame on mm-hmm. me. It's okay. Those Sticky Fingers did also act. Did he? I didn't follow his career after Onyx, to be honest. He was a regular on the short-lived UPN series Platinum. No He idea. also played the part of Private Maurice Williams in the FX series Over There. Never heard of it. 
Me neither. He was in Next Friday. That he was I on saw. The Shield. Don't know any of this. No. So both of them got into a little bit of acting. I definitely liked that album they put out, but it was also very gimmicky. It was like at that time, early 90s hip-hop, everything was like gimmicks, like Daz Effects. They had to put do all these like weird mm-hmm. lyrical like nonsense word patterns yeah. and stuff. And like it, Bone Thugs and Harmony was sort yeah. of gimmicky. Yeah, a lot of gimmick acts, but Cypress Hill was the real shit. I, I take issue with something you, you, you said offhandedly earlier, uh, Darren. You said that uh, marijuana was only a white hippie thing. I question the uh, well, like and Jamaican Rastafarian. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me let. Can I rephrase that? Because that's a fair sure. criticism. I would say. I would say it was stigmatized as a white hippie thing when I went to high school. It was that's seen, fair. It was seen as a white cultural thing by other teenagers that I. Went yeah, to I with. think pop culture wise, it, the white hippie might have been the stand in but i feel like weed was always in black culture. that is a fair that is a fair point but i do think i do think there was a contingent of black people who looked down on weed and certainly it was like a like a white you know white people trying to dope us and stuff like that like i think there was that was a mm. big in my consciousness well like Jama- when i when i read the uh the weed history stuff the whole reason nixon uh pushed to outlaw it is because it was popular amongst uh like well, I, socialist right. hippies and black people. I didn't mean that like black people never smoked weed before Dr. Dre came out. I'm sorry if I gave that impression. I did Just not in the that. pop culture. Yes. It was not the phenomenon that it was where like it's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. No, that that that, that I agree. I, culturally, uh, Dr. Dre uh, popularized it for sure. But you, you had to think that George Clinton was smoking pot before oh, yeah, the, sure. the chronic some, came out. Or in some of the songs about it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But also, I feel like George Clinton was like very a very big star among like white people. He was like a crossover mm-hmm. star. Mm-hmm. George Clinton is like the next in my list of like deep dives of like like him and you know all of his groups like Parliament Funkadelic because mm-hmm. I feel like I would love that shit. I, I already know I would, so I need yeah. to like get into. It's sexual, it's dancey, and it's about drugs and like open yeah. your mind. It's like I got Raba written all over it. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite uh serious channels, my favorite deep cuts on Sirius XM. This is a free read. They didn't pay for this one. Is The Groove. It's uh it's like sixties through eighties R and B and soul, and it's mm. the best. It's so good. That's nice. It's all just like funk and like when music had character. Is it funk? Like, do they have like, oh, or they have like, R and like Motown in there, or like what? Motown is a different channel, so no, no Motown. Okay. So, so who are some of like your favorite artists from this channel? <laughs> All of them. I can't. It was so <laughs> like we caught you wearing one. a t-shirt, and now we want to know no, your I top just, five songs. I just put, but I'm telling you that I don't. <laughs> that I just to but you listen, so you've. Songs come up. You see who the well, artist is. Uh, Has anything stood one of, out to One you? of my favorite songs from there is the Gap Band. You dropped a okay. bomb on me. Ah. That mm. song. That song is like the epitome of that issue because it's sure. like all songs like that. Uh, but I don't know. You put me on the spot too much. I can't think of anything so, right now. You brought it up, man. I defend Rob slightly on this because I there are times when I just put on a, a something and I just want to listen to random songs and I don't need to know. Who the artists are and just, you know, absorb what it sounds like. Kinda. Yeah. And then it'll have like, you know, like early Whitney Houston or Diana Ross on there. Stuff like that. Or um, 
what was her name? The other one. The Ohio players. Maybe I don't know. I Commodores. Think, yeah, they definitely would have Commodores. One of the That's earliest the memories I have is from Diana Ross. Honestly, I can remember being three years old and my mother took me somewhere and Diana Ross uh, upside down was playing. Yeah, you ever have Oh, a, such a great song. And I have no idea why I remember this so vividly and it's just like over 40 years ago now and uh I just somehow just remember that like like I don't even know what we were doing. I just remember <laughs> being somewhere in like near South Street Seaport. I, it is crazy how like a song could be like a time warp. You, you, like it gives you such a vivid memory of just uh like a moment in time like how you're how you're mentioning that yeah. uh i kind of had that a lot last night at the slipknot show when slipknot would play these songs from like i don't know 15 years ago and i would just remember what was going on in my life so you're saying slipknot is your diana ross absolutely without question Uh, I just looked it up, by the way. The song came out when I was five, so I, okay. I, I was wrong about being three years old. Uh, upside down. Oh, you turn me inside out. It's All right. I love Welcome Diana to, Ross. And, to and the Diana she, Ross cast. Diana Ross is one of those celebrities that, I first of all, I really had a big crush on her as a kid, mm. but also one of the people that kind of disappointed me, like when I got to be an adult and she's just kind of like an asshole to everybody. She's like the definition of being a diva. I feel like, yeah. so it's like, she's, uh, you know, the, the legend is it's like Dave Mustaine. Honestly, she's like the soul Dave Mustaine. She's like the, 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 the music and the legend is better than the person. Mm -hmm. But how much of that is true and how much of that is just a cultivated image like I never knew. Did, did like, what are the it? actual horror stories about Diana Ross? Oh, you just always hear people that were on tour with her saying she was like mean to them and stuff, and she's like commandeering and like you know, she uh, she just talks down to people and she's condescending. Mm. But I can't, I couldn't give you like a specific list. Okay. But, but yeah, that's it's like I don't know that it, just don't don't meet your idols or don't like know about your idols is the best thing. Uh, the thing I most recently learned about Diana Ross was she had a long-term relationship with Barry Diller, mm -hmm. who is a very famous rich person uh, who owns like media conglomerates, but is he's also a closeted gay man. <laughs> so I'm always fascinated by these relationships that he's had, and also you know I guess it could be bi or pan. You know I don't want to. Or I don't wanna... it could. I'm sorry, but he can't. He so like for example, he's married to. He's currently married to Diane von Fostenberg or however. Fostenberg. Yeah. But it feels like a total marriage of convenience uh, because I, re I vividly remember uh, back in the, the glory days of Gawker, uh, somebody, a young gay man or a young gay man posted like on Instagram or some social media network that they had just spent a weekend on Barry Diller's yacht. And it's like Barry Diller and like four very young muscle gays <laughs> and it's like boys diane von faustenberg nowhere Furstenberg. to be diane von Furstenberg, last in sexually fulfilling relationships <laughs> well that's like my question you say it's a marriage of convenience but that that age and that level of wealth what's the convenience well at like that point have... you just do whatever the fuck you want 
No, because you, when you have these events, you need to like come with somebody, and so they're. But just what like events are people in that circle going to where there's like a stigma on coming of, with somebody of the same sex? You just need to. Well, it, they're in the fashion industry have, and the entertainment industry. The two yeah, most but, friendly uh, but the, to this kind of. I mean, I agree with you. That's why it's so fascinating to me because it doesn't like exactly what you're saying yeah. is why it's fascinating. They still feel the need to keep this facade. Even though nobody cares. Yeah. But I have a question. Could it be more that like they this is a good situation for them? Like they they just get to fuck whoever they want of any gender they want. And they have uh, some kind of tax shelter arrangement or you know what I mean? Like I feel like sure. they may yeah, not even be hiding well. anything. They may not be hiding anything. Well, it's yeah, not like, just like really good not... friends and they like hanging out together and then they fuck who they want to fuck. Right. Yeah. But also, isn't Which Barry is Diller like? Yeah, I'm not, isn't isn't sorry. he like a billion years old? Like maybe he yeah. comes from a, a era where you just didn't talk about that, and he's not being pressured. He just doesn't want to do it publicly, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I Dusty Rhodes muffler, very good call. That guy looks like Mike from Better Call Saul. He sort of does. He does. He's aged yeah, better yeah. than Mike from Better Call Saul. Well, though. if Mike from Better Call Saul was a billionaire, <laughs> yeah, this he might I look, look a little look less the... dusty. Yeah, I just wow. He what was old what forty she... years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Recently, that looks like that kind of yeah. looks like he's youngish with a bad bad hairline. Honestly. Oh, this no, this is Maurice. This is like no, the no, last one. No, years. the the one you had up earlier. Oh, that this one. Yeah. The, the he looks like George the Animal Steals well put together brother. <laughs> <laughs> He, look, he looks like some unnamed AWA wrestler. That was like the, he was like a Baron headliner. von Furstenberg. <laughs> I'm going to put my media claw on you. Yeah. In Tacoma, Washington. This weekend. Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, he doesn't have like audio bots on. And now that we've talked about oh, him, no. we're on a list. Because the man owns a lot of media properties. He's What's... also the one that built that little island. You know that island on the Epstein? Hudson River? Epstein Island? Oh. No, different island. On the East River, you said? He yeah, built yeah. Rikers? <laughs> oh, no, no, not on the oh. East. Wait, not on the East. Just so we can on watch Hudson, the inmates the shower. Oh. No, on like uh, by Lake Chelsea Piers, there's like a new park that opened, and it's totally built on top of the water. Yeah, Is that the one? I haven't seen it. Little, it island. little Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the no, one he that's built on... that. underneath the concert you went to? Well, to be, he didn't build it. He paid for it. Yeah, well, obviously. yes, he's uh, not. He's yeah. not there. He's not there doing the the building. Well, I he's not mixing cement. cement. Yeah, but it's a, it's it is an artificial island. You're saying, yes. Okay. It's uh, like a bunch of those in New York. Is anything yeah. in this man's life real? He's got a sham marriage. He's got an artificial <laughs> island. What the his, fuck? His Come bald on, ass man. head is real. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> he Props. didn't put a toupee on there uh, but i just love stories like, like that <laughs> stuff, stuff like that is so fascinating to me because uh it's essentially how i envisioned how i imagined how like i didn't think it through but like when i was deeply in the closet like as a 20 year old like that's how i envisioned oh i'll just like find some woman <laughs> you know who's like totally cool with me sleeping yeah, Noah. her name was noah yeah sure sure did you ever think at any point um, that like met, like getting involved with a woman 
who you got along with great, like Noah, but maybe someone else did that, that that would make you into a straight person or would we never reach that point or you got over that quickly? What do you mean make me into a straight Like, did person? you think like by doing the actions of a heterosexual person, you'd, you'd like sort of become straight? Were you delusional in that Not way? Not become straight. No, I, I would be you passing. Knew. You knew for, for but then like I would still have this yeah like even when I assumed I would not have uh, gay relations outwardly you know I was still into it I wasn't like if I was watching straight porn it wasn't I wasn't looking at the woman right I got you I've had I heard other gay friends of mine say like they have they were trying to get into relationships hetero relationships. Because they thought maybe they were just in a phase, and maybe they they would get to become hetero. That they and just didn't meet the right girl yet. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, the varying. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, internalized homophobia is a is a very it's a very big thing, especially among older generations. I think what's so funny is I feel like now uh, Republicans like their whole complaints about the gay agenda is like. They're almost like there's not enough internalized homophobia in this world. <laughs> These gay people, they're too comfortable with their yeah. <laughs> with they're the shit a, that they're born with. They're not disgusted with themselves enough. Yeah. Like we are with ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we can't <laughs> we we need more babies so that we can make sure they're disgusted with themselves. Less less abortions, please. Oh, that's gonna be a drop. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, Dusty no, says, the, uh, "Dusty says, Rob, you were a big fan of that Nacho Vidal porn. Is that true? Was, was he was a Nacho hetero porn actor? Oh yeah, I yes. guess that's yeah. He's oh, a hetero porn actor. It's a good-looking guy. <laughs> oh, I can say that confidently without being attracted to him. So, who are these other gay friends you have, Darren? And have you tried to set Rob up with them? Uh, I don't. Oh, I guess Rob's in well, Rob's in a relationship. But it's not my business to be setting him up. I wouldn't like. I don't like to set any friends, regardless of uh, orientation. Also, how close-minded of you, Sid, to think that just because we're gay, we would be into each other? I mean, isn't that it's the whole not... thing? <laughs> no, each other. I'm like I anti. Mean, it's worth a shot. I'm Why anti not? anti yenta. Like honestly, I feel like I it doesn't matter, gay or straight. I hate the. I just feel so self-conscious of the the presumption that my tastes are so good that I'm going to hook you up with someone that you're going to fall in love with. Like, who the fuck am I to know that? I don't know that it needs to go all the way that way. Hook him up with somebody that he could, you know, could bang fuck. one out on and move on with Here's his life. the great That's... thing about being gay. It's really not hard to find somebody to bang one out on. Yeah. <laughs> Men are pigs. All right, so if I know a next gay person I, I find, I'm, I'll send them over your way. <laughs> you're going to be just searching the next one I come across, I'll send them. <laughs> well, if you've them, already come across them, I feel weird coming across I'll, them. I'll give them a towel first. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, for the longest time, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have a family and kids because that's what my parents want. You know, like that was kind of my wow. uh, mental state until I realized, like, wait, what do I want? You know, what what, uh, what, works, for, what works for Robin? I'm huh? glad we can talk you about this that. stuff openly now well the the idea of having a child uh is much more glamorous than the reality of having a child is it <laughs> so i'm not glamorous sure. even an idea well i don't, I don't know. know or like you know what i, mean? I know like, what you mean like like appealing it's appealing, it's appealing. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. good great rewarding parts to it but it's a lot of fucking work yeah the actual day-to-day is tough and it's like what if oh, you like really want that? adopt like a really jacked 19 year old 
adopt and then you just have like uh, a, a a young twink living with you you could like wash him and stuff creepy. that's creepy so yeah. like so like barry i thought you were building saying, an well, island yes, but, but yeah, for like, kids. Yes. here i thought that you were asking a sincere question uh then you had it's to make not it insincere <laughs> i mean i had a, jokingly was like well maybe we could just adopt like a five-year-old get through like skip all the baby bullshit and just get to the fun stuff what's stuff the fun stuff know. just hanging out hanging out with the kid <laughs> I don't know why that, that might have sounded creepier than my intention. You can't return it, Rob. When you start, they start like shitting on things. You have to deal with that. Well, I would, have, I would assume they're potty trained by five. Oh, I didn't mean shitting like literal shitting. I meant like shitting, like breaking things in the house and like. No, that's fine. Metaphorically shitting on. I, I break shit in the house all the time. <laughs> what if he broke your frother though? Uh, I, I'm not that, that. I would be impressed. It's like it's very sturdy, you know. For for us to break it, he has to really do something. Fair enough. Uh, what if he broke some of your Apple products? Oh no! Unforgivable. Then he's going back to the foster camp. I got the receipt, you little fuck. <laughs> uh, Dusty says you can adopt Beetlejuice. <laughs> he's available. He's available. Well, uh, let's talk about this uh, Trump clip. So <laughs> I can't help but laugh just knowing what this is. Sorry. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, you know, we mentioned Tommy Vex on the show a few times. Someone who I was at one point acquaintances with who yeah. now is very, very deep red MAGA. He's perhaps dark MAGA even. Who knows? Explain what know. that is again. I, he- I keep seeing that in social media lately. What oh, I just saw when Madison Cawthorn uh tweet it's like this time it's serious i don't know he was just like we're gonna call out all the you know poser republicans because like dark maga is i thought dark maga was bad like mm-hmm. out of context it seems like dark maga is like oh the underbelly of mag they're yeah, like, like the they're like but the they joker mean it, but they mean it positively they mean it like like this is the this is the unfiltered mag yeah okay <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's crazy because they hate dark-skinned people, and yet they call themselves dark <laughs> MAGA. That's not necessarily. I feel like I the, there's a, a lot of MAGAs who are who are in fact uh, people of color, which is well. Tommy funny. Vexed is a person of color, isn't Tommy he? Vexed, half, exactly. Yes, he is black. very much so. I think uh, he's half and, black. Is that what it is? Yes. At one point, he did say he never experienced racism <laughs> uh, until he got kicked out of his band. And then he said it was because of racism, uh, which it wasn't. <laughs> it was because they were affecting the, he was affecting the bottom line. Uh, anyway, so he I, I, I've, you know, now that I'm not with metal injection, I'm pretty checked out on day to day stuff, which is great. Uh, but just the other day, I really was like, oh, what? What's going on with Tommy Vexed? I haven't, you know, because sometimes I, I I don't know if I mentioned on the show, there are a few acquaintances from my past life that I that have been red pilled and I still like to follow them just because I like to, you know, dip my toe in like, what are the loonies? <laughs> what are the loonies thinking? Like, like, what's the what are the memes in the in this sphere? You know, I'm. You know, the, the criticism that, like, on social media, you're too much in your own echo chamber. Mm-hmm. I like to dip into other echo chambers to see what's going on there and to be like, oh, that's what they're saying. You know, so w- with that in mind, I was like, oh, what's 
what's Tommy Vex going on about? <laughs> and uh, so I, so he's been kicked off Instagram now, I guess, because he was posting too much anti-vax stuff or, oh, or just anti. I don't even know. Like he was uh, uh, an- the anti-COVID train for like he was anti-mask, anti-vax, anti-everything. Uh, uh, he, he's a, he's a big freedom of thought. Anyway, uh, so his only social media now is Twitter. Uh, and, and like, I just want to point out, he had such a big following on Instagram. He had, like, maybe 500,000 followers. And now, because he couldn't stop posting uh, anti-vax stuff, because he's so pure of thought, he mm-hmm. couldn't, like, he lost his entire base for business. And now his only way to promote stuff, I'm assuming, uh, is through his Twitter account. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I checked his Twitter account, and uh, he shared this video. And honestly, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. That's great. Uh, he got, so the Twitter the tweet is captioned now the Elon Musk. I think he meant now that Elon yeah. Musk has uncensored Twitter, uncensored Twitter, but not added the edit button yet. So but, didn't, that uh, but also, didn't Elon Musk not buy it? Like this, correct, correct. This has, correct. Is, first even, of all, it's, even, it's been scuttled. But also, at the time of this, he he hadn't even been bought it. Even so, even even if like uh, the the buyout didn't fall through, he has no possession. Of, he had no possession of Twitter at any point in the yeah. last month or two. But oh, for some reason, right right wing people like the moment he announced the sale went through, the right wing people are like, oh, all of a sudden my tweets aren't being ghosted anymore. <laughs> Oh, well, it shows funny. that they were imagining this shit in yeah. the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Anyway, so he goes. Now that uh, Elon Musk has uncensored Twitter, no comma. I would like to say thank you to hashtag Trump for inviting me down and giving me a shout out at the podium. Hashtag MAGA. And then I'm like, wait, what? Is this like some sort of mashup? Right. But no. It's real. That was what I thought. Like, I saw this tweet and I was like, oh, he must have said something that he's interpreting as this is a shout out to Tommy. Right. Or like it was like an audio edit or something. But no. Uh, Take a listen. But I want to thank some of the people that are here. Uh, a man that has an incredible voice and he's uh, become more powerful because they tried to knock him out. And instead of knocking him out, he's become bigger. Tommy Vex. What's Tommy? Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> he became bigger. He has no fucking idea who Tommy Vext is. He's reading. It's like a cameo. He's just so, someone. Yeah. Exactly it. So he has these fundraisers at Mar-a-Lago in Florida where you could essentially pay to get a shout out from Trump. And I mean, I can't say he did it. Maybe one of his friends did it. Or uh-huh. maybe maybe he got a comp. Tommy's really good at getting comps. But let's hear it again because this is amazing. Well, and I want to dissect it now that we know where it's going. <laughs> but I want to thank some of the people that are here. I want to thank some of the people that are here. And then notice he has to look down on the paper because oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know who he's thanking. It's whoever his, his uh, people uh, clue him in on. And you know how, like, in Cameo, you tell the person a little about the person you're getting a yeah. Cameo for? Uh, a man that has an incredible voice and he's uh, become more powerful because they tried to have an incredible knock voice. him out and instead of knocking him out, he's become bigger Tommy Vex. So I love that, <laughs> like the shorthand here, they tried to knock him out. Well, like, why do they try to knock him out? Because he was talking about 
political viewpoints that align with Trump's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead of knocking him out, they just made him stronger because he found his new base, which is Trump supporters. Yeah. Can <laughs> we just true. make like pay to make Trump say stuff? <laughs> Seth Putnam, anal cunt, just the best, the best. <laughs> a wonderful singer, great lyricist. They tried to knock him out. They were successful. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Terrific guy. The man loved this meth. He, he got wonderful meth. Best meth. <laughs> Everyone said, oh, the, Seth Putnam's got the best meth. Volvatron from Guar. Great legs. Such great legs. Here she's a real firecracker. Oh, she's not in the band anymore. Terrible, terrible person. Hated her. Knocked her out. Hated every minute. She's just, just no good people. Gigi Allen, man, that guy knew how to put on a show. He One knew how to show this. He knew how to fling shit like anybody. In old days, you'd go to a show, they'd fling shit maybe 10, 15 feet. Nowadays, they fling shit barely reaches the front row. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, re- it's embarrassing. Where are we as a nation? <laughs> Nipsey hustles. Stand up, Nipsey. Let everyone look. Oh, he's dead. I knew him well. Great tragedy. Very sad. Very, very sad. Oh, he's Just dead. lived a oh, great life. <laughs> what a, let, let's give it up for one of the best rappers in the game. He's changing it up. Stand up, DJ Scully D. <laughs> Scully D. No, no. Hey, hey, do you have a Trump song? Trump rules, it says here in my notes. Fabulous. Keep fighting the good fight. To, he tried to say he wasn't a rapper, but now he's stronger than ever. He's a bigger rapper than all time. DJ Scully D, people. Yes. Heard he did a song. Name checked every Fox host. Love it. Love to see that type of thing. Don't see that in the media, people, quite frankly. <laughs> I gotta watch, let's watch it again. This is so good. This is so good. <laughs> but I want to thank some of the people that are here. Uh, a man that has an incredible voice, and he's uh, become more powerful because they tried to knock him out, and instead of knocking him out, he's become bigger. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, stand up, Tommy. Wait, which one? You all standing up? Which one are you, Tommy? Can I ask a question? Like, so when Trump says he has an incredible voice, do you think he literally means his singing voice or just like his voice politically and on social media? I think someone wrote down that he has an incredible voice yeah. and he's literally just reading the words. There's no <laughs> idea. He doesn't know who the fuck Tommy Vest no, is. There's no chance. no chance. Zero. Zero chance. Mick Mars, my favorite guy from Mars. Great guy, old and frail like Joan Rivers at the end of her life, but a great guy. Makes me look healthy by comparison. <laughs> Pick him up, cradle him like a little baby. <laughs> I'm just saying he did years and years of heroin. I ate White Castle. I'm still alive and moving around. Where's Mick? What's his excuse? <laughs> uh, well, I hope Tommy's doing well. Is he still doing music, or does he just post on Twitter? And that's oh, it? yeah, he's doing music. He's uh, So now that he's not in Bad Wolves, mm-hmm. he is now marketing himself under The Lone Wolf. Mm. And his new single is called Cancel the King. He's off his new album, Trust the Science. Promo code metal. Uh, <laughs> he's in another band called Bad Spinal Column. 
<laughs> That's McMars. Is the oh oh I thought you were talking about McMars. No, it's Tommy. Oh Tommy. Oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> I really thought we'd be in a band together. I thought McMars had a side project. Oh my god, his <laughs> side project is like dialysis. He's the lone vertebra. That's his. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Got one left. Oh my god. Osteoporosis. We're working on. We've got the best people on it, Mick. Don't worry. Hang in there. Oh my God. All right. Tommy vexed. I wanted to ask you do we have the thing of uh, Bon Jovi uh, singing poorly? I thought there was a new clip. Oh, yes. There is. I'm dying to hear this let, again. Let me cue that up. So I didn't can you just, actually uh, listen. We, we talked about it uh, before. Could you just uh, give a little background here, Darren, while I cue up the clip? I, I think it's just that Bon Jovi's touring now, and uh, like he's got a little bit of Vince Neil syndrome. Like He's a great singer, I would say, in the prime of his life. But he yes, just never can't. ran over anybody, as far as we know. Right. Right. No, no leaving all the... No? No steel oh, horse st- accidents? <laughs> he... But like you know, like I wouldn't take anything away from them, their voices in the prime of their career. But they're both old. I think John Bon Jovi's in his sixties, right? And Vince Neil's like fifties, late fifties, and they just can't sing anymore. It happens, but they still John Bon Jovi is sixty. They still insist on touring, is the thing. Which you know, I probably would too if I was. Vince Neil actually older than John Bon Jovi by a year. Oh wow, my bad. But yeah, he sounds like shit. So we watched one. One video of his a few weeks ago, and it was just horrible. But I, I heard that this one was even worse. Oh, God. I didn't get, to get so a chance see. to listen to it. So this one, uh, so yeah, last month we talked about Wanted Dead or Alive. This is Living on a Prayer. So, uh-oh, let's see. Let's Hopefully it's still up. First, first of all, he just looks like, like Sherry O'Terry doing a John <laughs> yeah, Bundo. He really does. He really does. Uh, <laughs> he still looks all right for 60. He looks uh, Maybe it's because I knew what he looked like before. I mean, he looked like a pretty girl when he was younger. Now he looks like a handsome older woman. I think that hair is a bad choice for a 60-year-old. That also is true. It worked when he was, you know, 25. He looks like a mom, you know, like like an older mom. Mm -hmm. You were the queen guy. It doesn't make a difference if we're making it or not. We got each other. That's who's holding him up there. <laughs> it's so strange. It's the security guard? It's like a human crutch. We can't be the shot. Oh. The crowd sounds better. Look at this fucking. Okay, here comes the real. I think the music throws him off. Like he, he can kind of pitch shift and make it not as terrible when there's no music behind. If you scan ahead, I feel like there's a whole ego intro here. There we go. Oh no. Uh. 
Oh, is he underwater? It sounds like he's underwater. <laughs> he f- he fell out of the railing at the Hudson River concert. Uh, the underwater thing could just be like my audio sharing. Uh, oh. Holy shit, Robin! That was great. Whoa, wow! You better make the put this on an album. Whoa. <laughs> Is this even singing? Yeah. This is like when William Shatner used to record albums and just talk. Minus the personality. Here comes the hook. (laughs) Oh, that was not bad. Ah, he didn't even do it. He sent it over to the crowd. Look at it. He even tells the crowd, go up, because I can't do it. He points up. He passed it off. Packing a little. Did a, uh, if they did a movie about him right now, would he be played by Edie Falco? Yes. <laughs> Is that, would that be the casting choice? I can't, I'm trying to see who else it could be, but I just keep going back to Edie Falco. It's really true. It's. He's packing a little sea cup there. Look at that. <laughs> That's what What's the going jacket's on. on. Very patriotic American flag. I lo- just look. Oh, I'm sorry, Sid. What'd you say? Very patriotic American flag leather jacket. Uh, he's dark MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> That's who they were talking about. John Bob Wasn't Maga. he like a Hillary guy? Like well, I feel like I'm sure. Still- At least as a style icon, she was well, for him. He's probably one of those guys that's like, we got to take back the American iconography from the Republicans. <laughs> They've perverted yeah. it. We love America. We love oh. America. Also, I got to say, Rob, I love the freeze frame we have right now with the woman over his arm just making the most <laughs> cringe face. Yeah, she's like, making the, she's the yellow cringe emoji uh, <laughs> face. Just perfect. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I just, I, it's so funny to me that he gets to that chorus where it goes up way high and he just passes it off. He doesn't even yeah. like make one pass at it. He's just like, okay, you, and he like points up to the sky. This is the hard part. Like, at yeah. least try it, motherfucker. I'm sure he did a few times and like the band was like, dude, <laughs> don't just let the, let the crowd let do the that. Crowd part, do please. It, yeah. <laughs> just let the crowd sing the whole fucking thing at this point. <laughs> Put a karaoke machine on stage. I mean, that's sort of what it feels like, <laughs> even when he's singing. <laughs> trying to see, Don't. like, good. How much tickets are for Bon Jovi? Oh, I'm uh, sure but, it's a lot. Uh, by the way, so expensive. Dusty says that Bon Jovi has the Ric Flair wig on. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Woo! Someone oh, needs to hit him in the forehead a couple times maybe he's having a the mask oldest ride longest line <laughs> everybody filming in portrait mode <laughs> I saw one person under 50 with the right, correct positioning. Oh. oh, look at this guy freaking out. Hold on. He's down here. There he is. This guy. Oh, my God. Can you believe how close we are to Bon Jovi? <laughs> Guaranteed most of these people forgot to actually hit the record button. 
just busted out the camera and like queued up the video mode, but actually thought it was recording without hitting the button. So they're right. gonna get home, try to post it on Facebook, and there's nothing to post. They pressed the button thinking they were recording to stop it. Yes. And then they recorded forty three minutes of their feet. <laughs> One hundred percent. That is a majority of the videos you will see of this. Thankfully, we got the one person who filmed in landscape and knew when to record, and they uploaded. If you go to the John Bon Jovi fans Facebook group, there's like seventy thousand videos of people's feet, like one after the other. <laughs> Listen, there's an audience for that too. Well, there's Bon Jovi wiki feet too. It's a, it's a subsection. <laughs> it's like just, sorry. Thought I was recording. It's just my feet, LOL. But you can hear John in the background. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is great. It has like 60,000 thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, so, oh, so I, I looked it up. And yes, John Bon Jovi is indeed very much a Hillary Clinton supporter. Yeah. Oh, look at yeah. all these. And look at, like, they're, like, separated at birth. Oh, look at this. Same haircut. Hillary. You think they ever fought? Uh, no, I think Hillary Aww. Clinton is asexual. Oh, uh, I love this. <laughs> oh, poor Huma. Uh, she looks like she's going to throw up. <laughs> I mean, she was married I mean, to Anthony she, Weiner, so that's she's got to have yeah, a high like tolerance. she's going. Well, like she had a rough time. Think about like what she was going through here. Uh, oh, wait, there's a video. We got to watch this video. Oh, boy. OK, please. So it was during the mannequin challenge. Mm hmm. Which I don't know if you remember. It was the, the idea was that you stay still until like the beat drops. Oh, and you kind of go crazy. Oh, I remember. But then, that. then Hillary Clinton, of course, being Mrs. Hip. Oh, I said, remember this. Wait, Bon Jovi was in still. this. Still vote today. Where is he? Hold on. I definitely remember when they posted this fucking video. Yeah, because he's on the plane with her. Yeah, he's oh. there. you can see it. He's in the back. Let's get to it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so boring. There's this Bill. Bill. He's smiling at a 16 uh, year old girl that he saw mm -hmm. out the window. <laughs> Yo, there he is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Poor Huba. <laughs> this is her net. They, they were like, everyone, act natural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got resting disgust face. Yes. Wouldn't you? Yes. That poor woman's life. I was going to say, get to the part where John Bon Jovi passes off the hard chorus to Hillary Clinton so she can sing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So we could say that John Sometimes. Bon Jovi probably cost Hillary Clinton the election, right? Yeah. It's his fault. <laughs> yes. Thank you, John. No. John, oh, wow. John Bon Jovi accepts the Hillary Clinton. Oh, I'm sorry. The 2016 Clinton Global Citizen Award. What is it? What is that even? That's what they had to do to get him on that plane to perform that song with her. A little quid pro quo. Maybe he could still sing back then, so maybe it was worth it. Oh, man. You think they had to tell the guy, all right, just. Um, the pilot don't fly to Epstein Island yet. We're still we're doing the mannequin challenge. Wait, Hillary was also at Epstein <laughs> Island. I thought that I was behind know. her back. I don't know. Wasn't she on the flight log at some point? I, I have no idea. idea. I mean, John Bon Jovi was on the plane. I don't know if he went there. It was just a joke. 
he didn't have to go to an island for that. It was just backstage at his shows. That's true. Very you true. were lining up. I just remember those days when, like, not just Hillary Clinton, but everybody had to do the latest, like, meme, you know? Like, I feel like, has that, isn't that, that's kind of stopped. Like, I feel like. Well, the, I think COVID sort of curbed uh, it, so it's not as easy for these people to just go out in public and do this shit, but I'm sure it's still happening. Yeah. Election season's cut, like, right around the corner. I'm sure we'll see plenty of cringy shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, but also, you, you like, guys... with the advent of TikTok, I feel like these challenges have become more dangerous. <laughs> So like yeah. Eric Adams wasn't going to like scale a bunch of chairs stacked on top of each other and break his fucking neck. It's not as simple as it used to be back in 2016 to do any of these challenges. It's just a Chinese plot to invent TikTok to get Americans to kill themselves. <laughs> That's right. It's working. Mission accomplished, guys. Let's see. Agenda A, we're going to get them to climb on top of chairs and hopefully the many yeah. limbs will be broken. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The milk crate challenge. That's the one. Uh, you guys mentioned uh, Epstein Island. I want to mention that uh, Bill Gates did a Reddit Ask Me Anything earlier this week. And someone asked oh, him uh, just what was Epstein Island like? What, what did you do there? And he responded. Oh, my God. He said, I never visited any of his islands. I did have meetings where global health funding was discussed. In retrospect, I regret meeting with him. Oh, really, Bill? He said that before. That's his canned answer. I remember mm. him saying that. Yeah. I regret meeting with him. It was a mistake. Like you like you meet Epstein and you don't know who Epstein is. Like he's a reputation precedes him, I feel. I mean, I didn't know who he was until a few years ago. No, yeah, but you don't have a trillion dollars though i feel like if you're in that world you know who he is he's pretty famous shady guy mm. i guess bill gates you'd expect him or somebody yeah. in his te- on his team mm-hmm. and Donald also Trump sure knew who he was yeah oh <laughs> for sure trump's the- that's the funniest thing about this QAnon shit is like they go on and on about kids. They we got to protect kids, and there are all these people in Hollywood, and they're right. But then for some reason, they go, Trump is the savior. Trump's on the fucking plane more than anybody. Trump's but he's the, he's just doing reconnaissance. How, like how do you yeah, exactly? How do you pick Trump to be the fucking Batman in this in this story? Like how do you pick Trump? <laughs> Idiots. Well, Bruce Wayne was looked of... on as part of the problem, but the whole time. <laughs> He was using That's those true. connections to solve the problem. Wow. Wow. Sid, you really understand these people's minds. Sid, you're, <laughs> da- you're dark, dark MAGA. You're, you're <laughs> dark chocolate. Dark. Yeah. yeah. You're the cacao of MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> right from the tree. You're not even refined cacao. You're just. Yeah. I fell Unsweetened. off the MAGA tree and hit every branch. He's bitter as fuck. <laughs> bitter cacao, Sid. Disgusting. <laughs> you don't like dark chocolate, Sid? No, not a fan. Wow, so racist. I mean, I like the dark chocolate that they make into a confection, like when it's dark chocolate flavored, but like real, the real shit, I, the real McCoy, I don't like. It's yeah, If, I, like if I have a choice between that and milk chocolate, I will always pick the milk chocolate. I don't, it's oh, not like it makes me throw up. It's just not my favorite. Kind. It, de- it depends. It depends. Uh, I like both, but I don't like uh, ultra, like like 90% dark. Like, that's too much for me. 
I'll tell you what I really don't like is sea salt caramel or any any sweet thing with sea salt. It's just like yeah, agree. I don't like the salt in there. Mm. Overwhelms the sweetness. Absolutely. Yeah, but necessary. I do like a good caramel. Yeah, look caramel. I don't hate salted caramel flavored coffee, but there's not. It's not like they're actually sprinkling salt in that. It's just like a flavoring, so that I don't. I'm not disgusted by. Mm-hmm. But actual salt on a sweet thing, no, it's unnecessary. It's just we're outsmarting ourselves at that point. We're getting too cute. Dusty Rose Muffler asks, "What about sexual chocolate?" Oh yeah, two thumbs up. Mark Henry. He's still wrestling. What's up with that guy? He's, he's an still... announcer for AEW. Like okay. a scout. Oh, and he has backstage job, too. But he's an on-air announcer. Does he still write poems? That... No. I actually totally forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> I was talking about that with someone the other day. He's leaping Lenny Poffo. When uh, Owen Hart died, and then the WWE did that ep- like farewell episode and mark henry read a poem do a fair Owen. fair farewell episode for the guy you just murdered yeah yeah <laughs> and didn't even stop the show for after you murdered him owen would have wanted us to make tons and tons of money and not have to give out refunds i mean but he was also brain damaged so even if that's true let's not do what the the guy who you your company brain damaged would want wait mark owen henry was want... brain damaged all yeah. of them to some degree. Even John Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, that explains why he can't go high anymore. <laughs> this is that time thing. him and uh, Sambora did the Hell in a Cell match. Never <laughs> from it. He's still paying the price. Oh, God, they killed him. They killed Richie. <laughs> oh, that's where Richie is. We've seen him. Have seen Richie Sambora? Which <laughs> uh, is probably he's, making, he's living at home, getting his royalty checks, not on the road with Bon Jovi. Still he watches these YouTube clips and laughs, and then probably has sex with like a twenty-two-year-old. Yep. Wait, no, isn't he married? What you say? I feel he like was he with Heather Locklear. I don't think they still are. Are they? Maybe he's married to a twenty-two-year-old. That's who he's having no. sex with. They're they're no longer married. But let's see, who's his girlfriend or whatever? Let's see. As per reports, Richie's currently single. Breaking. Ladies. Hey, now. Although, I don't know. I, I just don't know about the hairstyle. <laughs> I mean, they, they all sort of, everybody in that band sort of has like the older lesbian lady hairstyles well i mean it's a it's a hairstyle that looks good if you're like 25 it's sort of like i I thought he was he was very good looking as a young man yeah but now it's just yeah like you wouldn't wouldn't still smash richie sambora no what if richie sambora wasn't trying to be 20 still and looked like a sixty-year-old man. He, with I think it's a lot in the hair. Like yeah. if he was, yeah, see, like a young guy. He was, he was very that uh, works. Pretty both. I yeah, feel like that works hair too. works. Well, that's not that's not a good choice. This, this here, this, this is this is the the look. brooding, the brooding hunk. 
the brooding, but I meant the I meant the the he had a mullet in that one picture. That that didn't work. This is too much. Yeah. Too much. I guess too it far. varies. It varies. Here's wearing a body condom. Oh, Dusty Rhodes Ruffler says he looks like Marty Jannetty. I could see it. Yeah, totally. Too far. Oof, look at these hairstyles. Jeez Louise. Someone throw him through a barbershop window, please. I mean, this is what rock musicians looked like in that era. That's yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I feel like rock musicians look like this now, too. Do they? <laughs> yeah, certainly. That, that guy, which one is that that looks like Henry Rollins there? What? One, one of the last pictures you had up. Oh, it's Tito. It's the drummer. Oh, is that t- oh, Tico. Oh, yeah, I know. Tico, Tico, Tito. Sorry. Tito Santana. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed him. Remember? That's right. I, I didn't recognize him there. That's, That's right. <laughs> he was so mad. He was the best. Are you going to Nam again, Rob? When's your next Oh, NAM man. I got an email. No, Nam, not man. Uh, uh, earlier this week about Nam registration being open and i immediately uh texted vince nielstein who uh also left metal sucks and was my kind of nam wingman because we would go my wingman because we would go and try to solicit you know advertising money from these companies and talked about what like a a, what a sigh an exhale of relief I that I never have to go to this fucking hellhole again. And we, you know, what's crazy too, this is going to be the first NAM back since COVID before COVID. It was in like, it was a known thing that if, when you go to NAM, give yourself a day or two after, because you're going to be suffering from what has become jokingly referred to as NAM thrax. Like you're going to get a cold just from being around all these, unsanitary people so now there's covid on top of that yeah. oh it's gonna be brutal rob do you know what you have in common with 65 year old men what you both have ptsd from going to nam <laughs> <laughs> totally oh man i'm just picturing have... like dave from ernie ball right now listening to rob say all this and crying it's like i thought we were friends rob dave would agree with me what are you talking about there's dave very few ernie people ball that i'm choosing there's very few people. One of the best small talk kind of subjects at NAM is how miserable of a time everyone is having and how they just want to get to the bar at the end of the day. So, no, I disagree with you. There's probably Nobody. one guy in the fucking Diodario strings booth who's <laughs> yeah. like, I love this. This is yeah. my nirvana, you know? And he's like, never, well, no one talks to him. The one guy that I know would be Trey from Gear Gods, which was our sister site at the time. And, and he just really loved, he was like all about like, checking out the gear and doing video. like he was so psyched and we were just like dude shut up oh, <laughs> no no he's no. not listening to the live cast oh no he would agree i mean if that's what he happened. would agree that he should shut up no he would agree that we said dude shut up <laughs> he would agree that i'm telling the story accurately so is he still going is he gonna yeah go i'm year? sure i'm sure he loves it, it it's his nirvana it's it, he's that guy that darren just described and as Dusty Rose Muffler points out, I wasn't at the Ernie Ball booth. I was schmoozing with the guy at the Meza Bookie booth. <laughs> Rob, I want to, before this comment scrolls away and I forget about it, uh, Tutorino wants to know who's the most attractive glam rocker in history. Hmm. Well, we had Stephen Percy up earlier. I think he's very attractive. I have to really think about this. Though. Ricky Rocket? Some... 
Ricky Rocket? No. I just wanted to, uh, I just I mean, wanted to say Ricky Rocket. Like Brett, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. 80s Brett Michaels was very pretty. Like You like that Every Rose has its thorn video where he's got his pants unbuttoned. You could see his pubes. Was that like your first? I'm furiously I, I never, Googling that. Rob's I first temptation. I, I never was into poison, so I, I'm not quite sure. Rob's like, I don't, I don't remember this. Hmm. Oh, no, I don't like it. I See, like, Brett Michaels kind of gave me, like, alternate universe Shawn Michaels. So he has the goatee here. It doesn't work for me. Nah. Uh, but let's see who, who else, who are some glad names? Some gla- let's see. Motley. I, I thought Nikki six as a young man was attractive Wait, Uno when Betancourt. you were a young man or when he was, when he was a young man. Okay. How about I even remember, I even remember watching like the behind the music for, uh, Motley crew. And my dad walked in the room and he commented like Nikki six. That's a handsome guy. Your dad <laughs> like, said that. Yeah. It was like, he was just like looking at the cheese. Like, Oh, that guy's handsome. Dusty says Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee's like a Howard Stern face. I don't think he's he's a yeah, giant, giant cock, but that's like his one attribute. Yeah, well, I, that's enough for some. Man. True, sure. But would you say he's a handsome man? No. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Man. He just looks dirty and like weather beaten. Yeah, but even when he like in the eighties, I feel like he was. Yeah, he was just a weird looking guy. He's like a stork. Oh, Sebastian Bach, I think, uh, as a young man, very attractive. Uh, but that's another one is like pretty like a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had very feminine features. I like the Twinks. I like the Twink. All right, fair. That's my. Wow, uh, you must twinks love the. Twinks and the Hunks. Greta Van Fleek. Uh, they have probably... Greta Von Furstenberg, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not into Greta Van Fleek. I mean, just not musically, but like their appearance. They look like no. Twinks to me. I mean, now I'm over. I, I've I've grown out of twinks now that I'm pushing forty. So, oh really? <laughs> Don't fit. They're too at tight. The time, at the time, no. But all the, the, they're all <laughs> they're not attractive twinks. <laughs> yeah, they're like they look like girls, but like ugly yeah, girls. Just, yeah. <laughs> this so, doesn't do it for me. It doesn't just do it just for missed me. like one third of the gay population. That's no, so just Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant all twinks. I thought you meant all twinks. No, no, no. Specifically, (laughs) Greta Van Fleet. They do look like girls, but it is not attractive ones. So, no, thank you. I mean, this is a pretty man right here. Who is? Thank you. Oh, oh, sorry. You you had your side spank bank open. (laughs) When when someone points at a person behind you and gives them a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. If you told me that was like some young mod, like female model, I would believe you for sure. 100%. No, no, no. And just in that one, he's though, very true. feminine. Yeah, yeah. But, his but he's trying for that. I feel yeah. like yeah, he's, that's a picture designed to look like. I feel like he's a masculine man when he's at rest or whatever. Really? Yeah, he never rests. That's true. Always on the grind. He's a slave to it. Some would say. Yeah, I tied that in. Great song. It is. Great album. Yeah. Yeah. They're really they're good. Well. They're very good. And I feel they like, they, like I don't e- they moved I, away from glam. I mean, I feel like. Yeah, I don't even album. really consider them like a, yeah, that they much were never, of a glam band. I mean, they had that look. He had that look. Yeah. But that was not their sound at all. That Slave to the Grind, the actual song on the album Slave to the Grind, is heavy as fuck. Yeah. Very heavy and fast and thrashy. Even a song like 18 in Life, his vocal is pretty rough mm-hmm. for that one. It's a ballad, but it, yeah. it's not like, I wouldn't call it like a soft song. Melodic That's what I, like, I, I really miss those kind of uh, 
like heavy ballads, you know, like it's a pop song, but it's very much a rock, hard rock mm-hmm. kind of jam. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. gone away. That's because yeah. John Bon Jovi can't sing it anymore. <laughs> that's right. He was he our last hope. He doesn't write them. Well, it wasn't just about like Ozzy would have songs like that. You know, yeah. like it was like the whole the whole style at the time. Singing mm-hmm. is the least of things Ozzy can't do anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he doesn't have the energy to hide his different affairs either. That's <laughs> no. I got away <laughs> with it for thirty years. <laughs> I'm just too tired. <laughs> He's busy getting NFTs now. Oh right. He's busy being forced to get NFTs by his wife. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine how little those are worth now. Yeah, everything's with, crashing. With the tanking. Yeah. I just see it as like a bargain basement sale, you know. Not NFTs I don't have, but I have cryptocurrency. Yeah, not financial advice, we should say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But now now volatile. like yeah, like I don't uh, you know, people are saying, "Oh, this is the end of crypto." Like, no, I, I, and also can i just say if it's the end of crypto i don't give a fuck like i'm not like ideologically a crypto proponent i just believe in cashing in on the capitalist things that exist while they exist and getting money out of it but like i if it went away tomorrow like i'd be fine with it but even if it went away tomorrow there'll just be some other version of it to replace it's not like they're just gonna stop doing that and go backwards yeah but my all right what i'm what I'm trying to say is, like, if in a hypothetical scenario where we have socialism tomorrow and this mm-hmm. shit is all wiped the fuck out, I'd be happy. That's yeah. fine with me. I'm not like a crypto acolyte or something. I'm just like, well, everything sucks. So if this is a way I can make some money and put some money away, that's fine oh, for with sure. me. Same thing with stocks. No. And... uh can't believe it, but we're nearing the end of the show. El Tutorino so. wants to know, Rob, if uh, Chuck Schuldiner does it for you. Very glam. Mm, yeah, he passes. He passes the child. He was a handsome man. He kind of looked like a glam rocker in a very heavy band, I would say, in a way. What about Chuck Schumer, Rob? Chuck Schumer, very much no. Hard, what about when he was young, like a like a prime, like a thirty six year old, hard, 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 hunky, still working his way up the ladder. He hasn't sold himself out Chuck, yet. I, don't even... I was just going to ask you to look that up. I'm curious. He's uh, like I I like to separate these people from their repulsive politics and just what do you actually think of them physically? Because it's easy. Oh, to get well, into like that. like for example, Madison Cawthorn. Like I I regrettably think he's very attractive. And he'd definitely be the bottom. I mean, he can't <laughs> he have a choice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he wouldn't. Have, Does that add on for you that he's in a wheelchair? Does that change no, things one it, way or the it, other? It's inconvenient. Well, here's. Oh my God, the young shoe. Exactly the fucking same. Do the yearbook photo. What a what a what a mishkite he is. Oh my God. Woof! That's wow, young McConnell over here. That's too small a picture. I can't really. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. A little less jowly, but otherwise. Oh, man. What is oh, that? He's got a kid and play haircut. What was oh that? Go back. Go back. Where? Oh, Just go oh, back. oh, my God. What is this that? Is like, a little, like cadet crew cut. Oh, my God. Rob, you'll get this. He looks sort of like Jordan Cooper. Like our Absolutely. old temple friend, Jordan Cooper. 
A howdy doody puppet, he looks like. I mean, what a. Uh, politics is show business for ugly people, they say. Uh, it's very true. Oh, then crazy. what is podcasting? It's radio for ugly people. Oh. Isn't, wait, radio is radio for ugly people. Yeah. Wait, no, books. Books is radio for ugly people. This is podcasting for attractive people. You just put a camera on. Fair. Dusty so, said that McConnell looks like Bob Backlund. <laughs> and that he has a guile haircut. Like that. yeah, that's true. Handsome man. Rob, fuck Bob Backlund? No? Yes? No. Hard Bob enough. back shots? Even young Bob? Doesn't do it for me. My neck, my Backlund? No? <laughs> no. Nah. That's a song parody for someone to write. <laughs> You need me, right? They call about fucking old wrestlers. Oh, dear. <laughs> the two of you. Uh, that's an assignment I'm going to put on the two of you. Get together and write. <laughs> my neck, my backland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our music break. Uh, if you'd like to listen to some music during the week, get the RAPL Livecast music break. It's on Spotify. It's free. And every week we add a few tracks. Right now we're sitting at 356 songs, over 24 hours of music, a full day. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned, I picked Hand on the Pump, Sipping on a 40, Puffin' on a Blood. Uh, that's my pick. Uh, Darren, what did you pick? I picked a song called Rise by Public Image Limited, the Johnny Lydon uh, band. And I, because of something that happened this week in the Mets world where... Uh, the announcer of the Mets game <laughs> name-checked this song and then started singing the lyrics to the song on the air uh, because of something that happened in the game. So, uh, But also, you know, good song. And uh, I thought, uh, for some reason, I was under the impression that Sid hated PIL. So I was going to say, like I said to him in our chat, you're going to hate me for this. I played a <laughs> PIL song. He's like, wait, what? I don't find, I'm not my favorite. I was, but. yeah. I mean, I like the Pistols more. P.I.L. was not a band I really listened to with any regularity. I probably listened to like the first few albums once each, and I was like, "This is a little too, too nerdy for me. A little too post-punk indulgent." But yeah, okay, it's fine. I, I must have got my wires crossed because I really thought you said something on the air that you hated P.I.L. and you hate Johnny Rotten, and he's like a shithead or whatever. Oh, he for sure is a shithead now. But that's that's been a, mo- a more recent, like, last 20 years. P.I.L. was, like, early 80s, mid-80s. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely fallen off the map. Didn't he, like, even say some positive things about Trump? He's, like, all over the place. He's, he's all, also he's just, like, one of the original edgelords. Yes. Where he's just going to say controversial shit because mm-hmm. that's, like, his way of communicating is by trying to outrage people. Yep. That's his lane. He's, like, low-rent Seth Putnam. Well, I would say high rent. He was. A bit I mean, he's still alive. Yeah, he figured out low, how to live. Low rent. Yeah. You're right. Is not the right word. I meant like less edgy, slightly straight less edge. Edgy. He's straight edge. Seth Putnam. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's our Spotify playlist. I, I also want to. I didn't. I didn't oh, say oh, we did? oh, what's her song? You don't I will not stand it. for this Sid erasure. <laughs> you played erasure. No, this week? I- <laughs> I now. No, I'm still reading that book about the history of SST records. And this week was 
the chapters are more focused on Husker Du. So I picked the song Makes No Sense at All by Husker Du, which in the book it's mentioned that Bob Mould thought that was their best song. So I don't know if I agree. It's a good song. I don't know if I agree it's their best, but it's the one I chose for the playlist. And Bob Mould is a Mets fan. Is he really? I believe so, yes. I would have assumed twins, though I guess he is originally from New York. He made his name in Minnesota, but he was from upstate New York, so okay. I believe so. The name of the book, Dusty, is Corporate Rock Sucks, The Rise and Fall of SST Records. Good stuff. And uh, I want to also mention, if you want yourself a little more live cast, Mm -hmm. there's never a better time to hit up our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes every month. As well as a TV column from Sid and some other bonuses. And you get access to all of our bonus episodes ever. So you get like, there's like a lot of hours of extra livecasts. And most of them, if not all of them, are pretty timeless. Like there's no, it sounds new. Just as new if you listen to it now as you did a year ago. Because we're not talking about current events or anything like that. And uh, this month, uh, the two episodes are uh, the top of of the month. We did another watch along of the Steve Harvey, Judge Steve Harvey show. And these episodes focus on pro wrestlers. So Scott Steiner's in one. uh, Kevin Sullivan. J.J. Dillon. Dillon. So I guess this whole month is wrestling because our mid-month episode, which was just posted uh, last weekend, uh was we did a watch along of the iconic terry funk versus onita exploding barbed wire cage or the exploding barbed wire match no cage. so good uh and we spent a lot of time kind of explaining who onita was and going through some really great classic rick uh terry funk clips including one with rick flair and honestly, it's one of my favorite uh, bonus episodes that we've done. I know it might sound like hyperbole, but I really enjoyed doing that one. And I feel and, like uh, even we... if you're not like a crazy big wrestling fan, you'll still get something out of it. 100%. Yeah. And also, I feel though that even though this was more of a good quality uh, content that we watched, it was very enjoyable. We found some humor as well in it. So it's like usually our, sh- our watch alongs are like, let's make fun of this piece of shit. Uh, but this was actually a really good fun match to watch, and it's it was great to participate in and watch with you guys. It was so sure. funny. So that's that. And of course, if you want to give us a few extra buckos and want to feel like you're an elitist fan, you could be one of the top livecast fans. For ten bucks a month, you get access to everything. Uh, uh, the five buck a month tier gets you plus shout out at the end of the show which is right now uh and before we do that sid what does rip stand for this week oh why don't you do the shout outs give me a second to come <laughs> up with god damn well, it how should we do i always forget you're you're trump listing other band names other musicians that you love <laughs> all right and uh, before we go on i just want to give a shout out to a few wonderful people this person's got a great voice his name is eric this guy, they try to keep him down, but uh, he just does cocaine and he comes back stronger. I'm talking about Benjamin. And uh, this guy, he he does a great job, manages other people. He's big on managing. I'm talking about El Judorito. And this guy, his last name, it starts with an R. How many people could say that? Dan R. Of course, Sam, I am. I am too. But what am I? Who knows? 
We love the Jewish people, don't we, folks? That's why I want to say hello to Mindy Mayus Kippa. Wonderful girl, wonderful Kippa. It's right on your head. And Jander, oh my God, Jander. Everyone, everyone's talking about Jander. They're saying, oh, this Jander, he's a wonderful guy. He's not like that guy, Shasur Sassusitz. Nobody likes that guy, but, but everybody likes cattle decaf. Me personally, I don't drink coffee, but if I would, it would be cattle decaf. Talking about Robert Vampiro, this guy, he likes to suck blood. And who doesn't, folks? Who doesn't? And uh, Hugo likes tacos. You can get a great taco salad at the Trump International. Wonderful taco salad. Hugo, you'll love it. Everybody's talking about it. Lando Danks. Now, as you know, Trump doesn't smoke weed. But if he would, he would do it with Lando Danks. And uh, LaCroix. Trump personally likes a Diet Coke. But he'll make an exception for the wonderful LaCroix because LaCroix paid him a lot of money. Corey and Scotty H. And we got Doug Pigman. Sounds delicious. And uh, Douglas, who are you, Levison? Hey, guys. It's Josh. I gave up at the end there. So what does it stand for, Sid? Uh, in light of the uh, issues with crypto currently, how about we do uh, wrongly invested or no, really God damn it! I just fucking had it. And you Re- asked me the- recklessly invested. How's that? Rec- Re- reckless investment portfolio. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, uh, there's a couple of suggestions for our Patreon here. Also, the King of the Ring '98. I don't know. That might be too painful to watch. What? What's the issue with that one? Remind that's me. That's the. Uh, uh, is that? Oh, that's the Owen Hart falls down from the. No, from the- that's over the edge. Was oh, over the edge, right? Over. So, what's King of the Ring then? King of the Ring '98. Uh, no, that's with Helen Estelle. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay. That, well, that's that a good watch. one then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. I, I was way off. Oh, there is someone falling down from a high height, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I was. I, I my first thing I saw when I saw King of the Ring, I thought he meant ninety five when Mabel wins, oh, which is God. probably one of the worst pay per views of all time. And Dusty Rose says we should uh, watch a bad War Games match. Are there any bad mm. ones? I remember loving that shit when I was a kid. There's a the of, one, a lot of the later ones are not oh, good. Okay. There's that one where they built four cages on top of each other, and and they had uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage fight through all these jobbers and the Dungeon of Doom yeah. and all this stuff. And that was, was terrible. Like the four stages of Doom or something. Yeah, that was awful. And then no one knew how the match ended, so they just kind of wandered out of the cage, and like, <laughs> someone came over and raised their hand. It was really funny. Was David Arquette involved in that or no? No, this is before. So, okay. This is like five years. Now, before, the actually. one you're thinking about it was like during Ready to Rumble, where it was like uh, GDP versus Jeff Jarrett versus okay, yeah, Arquette. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. But pretty much every War Games match has been great. Even the old ones and then the new the revivals and NXT and all that. Those have all been very good. Sid, so, did you know they brought War Games back? I did not. Yeah, the NXT did a bunch of it, like one war games a year for like oh, a few wow. years. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a fun concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll be back next week. I'm going to be in Arizona. I'm going to be visiting uh, Noah, and she's going to be sitting in on the show. Are you going to be sharing a microphone and a computer, or how is this going to work? What's going to be the setup? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> figure out when we're there. But uh, fun. We'll see. Awesome. So we'll see you next week. We love you. Bye-bye.